It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. You know, you know Rich, uh, I say this over and over again every week because today's program really is going to be about the most important uh, issue. Uh, and it really is. I'm, I'm so excited about what our listeners are going to hear today. You know what this country needs is a Great Awakening-style revival. We, we need to need turn hearts back to God. You know, that's interesting because I was thinking in the dead of winter, and I don't know where you folks are living right now, but we've got snow. <laughs> and the snow is everywhere, and it's cold. And we're going to really have some really bad cold weather next week, I understand. Uh, but you've got to have winter. And then what do you do is springtime, springtime, and everything is new. I always think of that as being revival. When a church goes too many years without revival and the renewal of what they started out to be in the first place, well, what happens then? You know, I mean, you. Uh, well, I don't want to go too deep into those weeds, but you get my point here. But... I was playing a song out of our archives, and uh, and your mother, Rich, my wife, Shirley, uh, she said, oh, I like that, I like that. And that started something off, and it reminded me of a phone call that I had uh, just yesterday then with a dear friend, but I want to start out the program with that. It's Bill Gaither, and uh, he wrote this in 1963. See, we talk about Bot Radio Network being 60, what is it, 61 years old now. Um, and Bill Gaither and Gloria, his wife, wrote this in 1963. Some people in our audience will never have heard this yet. But I want our listeners to enjoy it and settle in and just think about what it means. Here it is. Gloria and I wrote this back in 1963, back when your mom and daddy were just courting, right? Just courting.
that make you just want doesn't that make you just want to stand up, Rich, and say praise the Lord? I imagine a lot of people in our audience recognize that song you know, and brings back a lot of memories. Bill and Gloria Gaither gave America and the world, I could say, a song, a music, a style of music uh, that's just wonderful, and no one else has done the same thing. But anyway, when we moved to Kansas City in 1962, uh, I met a man who was in charge of Youth for Christ. His name was Al Metzger. And Al Metzger had two daughters and a boy. And the boy was Ronnie Metzger. Now, Ronnie Metzger is a grandpa many times over. I can't, I don't know how many. We'll find out in just a minute. But more to the point, uh, Ronnie Metzger had a full heart transplant. Oh. I think maybe just two years ago or thereabouts. We'll ask him in a moment. But I hadn't heard from him for a little while, so I called him. And my word, Ronnie Metzger has had some pretty serious surgery on his spinal column. And we'll ask him to tell us about that. But during that operation, he was thinking, I'm in the Lord's hands. I'm in the Lord's hands. I have nothing to fear. I'm in the Lord's hands. And, uh, and anyway, um, I don't know, do we want to play the song or talk to Ronnie first? Well, is he on the phone? Let's talk to well, him. Yeah. Okay, Ronnie, well, welcome. <laughs> are welcome, you there? Hey, welcome to the Colleen Story. Hello, Dick. <laughs> How are you today? All right. Well, Doing listen, now, tell, me, tell, me about you, tell me about your, your spinal surgery and, and all of that and how God has has quieted your heart and given you peace and uh, and taken charge because he really is the great physician, isn't he? That's right. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but I found myself in great pain, and I wound up flat on my back. The only place that I could be and have my pain uh, where it was a tolerable level. And I had to wait 51 days. And so I, I laid there flat on my back. And this is just re- this, this is just recently in that. Uh, had my surgery a week ago. Yeah. And so yes, prior to that it was 51 days. When did you have and, your uh, when did you have your full heart transplant? That would be 2 years ago this coming March okay. the 28th. Okay. But go ahead with the story then. So, uh, anyway, I, I took a picture of the ceiling and I sent that picture to a number of my friends. I said this is my view. <laughs> and I, I was trying to be a little funny. But as I thought about it, uh, I, I remembered someone said years ago, you know, when you're flat on your back, the only place you can look is up. And so I just tried to focus on that and focusing on who the Lord is, what he means to me, and my resolve to serve him, to obey him, to follow him. And uh, I, I was so determined to do that the rest of my life when I made that first commitment. And... Uh, Laying there on the on the floor, looking at the ceiling, I just uh, I had a lot of memories of old songs, and I think that's when you called me uh, a day or two ago, and I was just telling you the story, and old songs popped into my head that I probably haven't sung for years, and maybe don't even remember all the lyrics perfectly, but the point is that uh, how the Lord can uh, through His Holy Spirit can minister you at times like that from times ages ago, 
maybe from yesterday, but maybe from 60 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing now, Ronnie? We're, we're doing great. We're doing great. We have, uh, Susan and I have uh, three children. Actually, we don't have three. We have six. We had three that were ours, and then when they got married, their spouses became our children as well. So we have six kids, as I say, kind of so in a kidding uh, way. I want to clarify that. So your in-law um, children, uh, sons-in-law or daughters-in-law, they, they were part of your family. They're your children. That's right. So we, uh, you know, when we had our children, we had a, we had a girl first, and we had a boy, and then the pressure was off. When we had the third one, it didn't matter if it was a boy or a girl. Uh, but about 25 years later, I realized it didn't really matter anyway because once they find their life mate, we have an even number of everything. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so when I was sharing this with Shirley, my my wife. The conversation we had on the phone and what a joy it was and everything and then uh, some of these old songs kind of started running through my mind and before I knew it things were coming together for this week's complete story uh, now here is another song by Bill Gaither by Bill Gaither that ties right in with what was on your mind I think everybody has to make this decision are you going to follow Jesus folks you're listening right now. You're in your car. You're in your home. You're in your kitchen. I don't know where you are, but are you going to follow Jesus? Because that's the best decision to make. Here is Bill Gaither to tell us about it. I have feelings
how did you like that song, Ronnie? Oh, that was awesome. We used that song a lot in uh, meetings at camp and at our rallies on Saturday night, uh, club meetings. Uh, it, it was a great song for commitment. Sometimes yes. we would use it even as the hymn of invitation or the song of invitation wait, at the end. Wait, wait, no, folks, we're talking about you, we're talking about youth for Christ. We're teenagers. Kansas City Youth That's for right. Christ. And so many lives were impacted by Kansas City Youth for Christ, uh-huh. including mine. I went forward when I was nine years old at a Youth for Christ rally, and, yeah. and Ronnie. Ronnie, when did you first accept the Lord as your Savior as a young person, being brought up in I a was, Christian home? That's right. It was uh, it was just a few months before I turned six, and I remember it like yesterday. I can take you to the room in the in the very house uh, where that happened. I was, you know, every Saturday night we had a rally, and we would pray for the teenagers to come forward to to meet Jesus and to give their lives to Christ, and. Uh, we came home one Saturday night, and I went to bed. I laid there, and I went, that's great for all the teenagers that got saved tonight, but what about me? Uh-huh. And suddenly, it became personal. So I hollered, and my mother came in, and she brought her Bible, and we knelt by my bed that night, and she helped me, and I prayed. And I can remember the whole thing, just like yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah. And then there were, of course, many other times through my life that uh, I made additional commitments to follow him and to serve him. Uh, I remember going to camp one night, and uh, and the message was on Isaiah six eight, "Here, my Lord, send me." Yes. And uh, it was when Isaiah answered the call of God on his life to to go into ministry. And uh, so I just have a flood of memories with some of these old songs and how they ministered to me and how they were part of my spiritual journey. Yeah. And I know a lot of other uh, of your viewers and listeners. Uh, also, uh, in the same way, have great memories. And Use for Christ had some good, strong preaching then, too, didn't they? Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember when I was there that Tony Fontaine said, being born in a Christian home no more makes you a, a, a Christian than being born in a garage makes you an automobile. You need to make sure of your own salvation. And you were very and young, that, too, weren't that you, That really related to me as a right, nine-year-old. But, but, Ronnie, I want you to go back yeah. now. I know our listeners are so interested in this. Tell, I want to go into when you had your, your whole entire heart transplant two years ago. Uh, and you're, you're doing fine now, and uh, it's all working out okay. Um, could you share just a little bit of that? I could. Uh, I had a very rare disease. Uh, it was called cardiac sarcoidosis. And when they told me that, I said, what was that again? How do you spell that? And uh, they said, we don't know that much about it. Uh, but spinning forward about three years, uh, I, I was treated with uh, a heavy dose of, of uh, prednisone uh, to try and stall it out or, or keep it from advancing too much. And that's about all they knew to do at the time. And then one day, my cardiologist called and said, we think we have an idea for you where you might be a candidate. And they connected me up with an off-label treatment through a rheumatologist uh, to give injections and uh, also uh, infusions. And after four months of those treatments, my my sarcoidosis was considered in remission. Uh, however, my, my heart had already been damaged so badly that there was really no other, no other alternative. <coughs> Excuse me. And one day they came in and they said, your only option now is a heart transplant. And, you know, I never had any fear or anxiety. I just went, you know what? I gave my life to, to the Lord. 
all these years ago, and I've committed to stay uh, true to him and to focus on serving him. And when I said, I'm not my own, I'm bought with a price, I even told the doctors that. I said, you know, there's there's nothing the Lord can, if, if the Lord wants to keep me here, he can. He can. And if he, if he wants to take me home, he can, because I'm totally committed and in his care. And uh, I, I, I tried to be a witness and a testimony to all all of the people that were working with me and on me. And, uh, you know, it was the power of, uh, the, uh, of God's Word and, uh, you know, gospel music and hymns uh, that, that uh, helped keep me going through all of that. And uh, one day when they walked in and they said, uh, well, you've gone through all the tests and you pass all the, you, all the boxes have a green check mark in them, and uh, you're in the program. Well, then it was about a month later, they had me come back in for one more test to see just how badly my heart had degraded. Yeah. And they said, you can't go home. Uh, oh. We're going to put you on this machine, and you're going to be laying in bed until you have a heart. And, you know, it was about eight days later. It was, it was so amazing. It was about eight, eight days later that the doc walked in on a Sunday morning about 9 o'clock, and I'd been flat on my back back for eight days at that time, uh, hooked up to the balloon pump. And uh, he said, well, I have a whole parade of people with me today. And there were about nine or ten people with him. You know what that means? And I said, I have no idea. And he, he said, well, we're here to announce that we have a heart for you. And uh, he said, it, it'll, it'll be tomorrow. There are a lot of logistics that have to be worked out. So just, just know heart is on the way. And... I just lifted my hands in the air, and I had a miniature praise and worship service right there. I don't know what they thought. I don't really care. But, uh, but the next day, at about 3.15, they took me into the operating room, and uh, it, was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, asked the, I asked the anesthesiologist if I could pray before they started, and uh, I didn't know what my cue was, but he had the mask ready to go down over my face, and he said, he said, uh, well, if anyone wants to pray at this point, now's the time to speak up. So I raised my arm up in the air, and I said, that's me. I want to pray. And uh, instantly, I felt about 12 or 15, 16 hands from my feet, up my legs, on my body, on my forehead, holding my hand. I mean, every part of my body had, you know, pretty near was covered with someone who put their hand on me. It was it was so special because I know that what they realized is that here lies a person of deep spiritual faith who wants to pray. So I prayed for them first, and then I prayed for the donor family, that the Lord would minister to them, because we know that this is a very hard day in their life, just like it's a very good day in our family's life. And, and uh, then I prayed for me, that I would respond well. And then I said amen quickly in case we had somebody that would get upset that I prayed so long. And, uh, and then that was the last thing I knew. until so when I woke up, I had a new heart. Oh. And it was just the, it's, it's just a miracle, Dick. Uh, Rich, I, I don't know quite how to explain it. The whole process went so beautifully. It couldn't have gone better. The surgeons kept telling me, you're breaking all the records, young man. And actually, I was 71 at the time, and I was only the eighth person, I believe, over the age of 70 that had received a heart transplant at that particular time. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's just been an amazing 
miracle, and I I pray that I can have a ministry with people, uh, and and hope hope that they'll uh, draw closer to the Lord as a result of my story. Ronnie, Ronnie, I want I want you to be back on the complete story, and we will plow this ground more deeply than ever before. You're a blessing. Uh, you're a blessing to my heart, and I know looking at Rich across the the council here in, in our studio, you are to him too. I want to close this program with another Bill Gazer song, and folks, it'll it'll tie us up nicely. I want you to enjoy it. Turn your radio up and just worship God as you're as you're hearing it. Here it is.
Ronnie, I want to thank you. I want to have you back on very soon. And we'll continue this. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank and, you, Rich. And thank yes. you, Dick. Rich hasn't been a revival service. Absolutely. And Happy New Year, Ronnie. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And same to you and to all the Bot Radio family. Okay. All right, Rich, what is our phone number? 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. Okay, this is Dick Bot with this chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich, and we'll see you later. <laughs> 